before we uh, we move on and, and get to our guest, Mike, um, we did have one last little thing we wanted to do that I think should be pretty fun. Yes. So um, as most people know, this isn't primarily a political podcast. We just sort of like to kick back and have fun and, uh, and just come up with silly ideas and, and enjoy ourselves. But um, we do feel there it is a bit of our duty, you know, to address some political events. Uh, basically, you can't turn on the news right now or glance at a newspaper without um, reading something about the big election uh, that's looming over us that's about to happen. That's right. Um, we, we're getting into politics, and uh, so we even now have a correspondent. Yes! And this is pretty exciting, and he's prepared a, a report for us uh, on, on uh, this election. So why don't we, uh, we go ahead and throw it over to Bryn Potty. Hello, James and Michael, and hello, listeners. Um, I want to thank you guys for giving me a chance to talk about something that's very important to all Canadians. And I'm not talking about the upcoming New Brunswick provincial election. No, I'm talking about the Lunenburg mayoral election happening October 11th. Um, Lunenburg is a Nova Scotia town of about 2,000 or so people, considerably less than that in the winter, located right between Bridgewater and Mahone Bay. Now, to give you some context for this election, our current mayor, Rachel Bailey, has decided not to run for another term after she was on the receiving end of a scathing blog post from the lady who runs the hat store, and had some raw sewage thrown at her by a grouchy old man who believed some kind of a conspiracy about her intentionally not cleaning the harbor? Or, like, some people in town believe that the sewage treatment plant in town is just an empty building. There's, there is a conspiracy about that. Also interesting fact about the guy who threw the, uh, the sewage... He had a house on an island burned down on Christmas Day, so more conspiracy stuff going on. Anyway, she's not running again. Who is running is former town crier John McGee and former high school classmate of mine, Matt Risser. They're both town councilmen. I'll try to get to the bottom of where they stand on the issues by checking the Lunenburg Facebook groups, but all I know right now for sure is that uh, Matt Risser's nickname in high school was Mustard, and uh, he was a bit older than me, and so I don't know why. And whenever anyone's asked about it, uh, he gets real sensitive. So I, I don't know why his name was Mustard. And uh, John McGee, um, in his town crier uniform, was really rude to my mom one time when she offered to sign him up for a library card. She works for the library, and uh, he got mad at her for offering. So we're a Risser household here. Um, but as far as any other issues are concerned, I don't know. As for the state of the race, I did run into Matt Risser on my way to the post office. I asked him jokingly how he was doing about the polls, and he very seriously answered that he had not conducted any polls. And when I asked him what he would even do with a poll if he had conducted one, he did not have an answer. In the coming weeks, I'll try to do some research into the issues and uh, where everyone stands. And if you have any questions about um, what John McGee's town criership was like, or uh, what Matt Risser was like in high school, I can answer those. Thanks again. This is Bryn Potty reporting from Lunenburg. Thank you, Bryn, for that beautiful report. Uh, we hope you're doing well out there on the East Coast. Um, and it's it's a, a nice look from an insider because Bryn is from Lunenburg, so he you know he said he went to high school there. He knows some of the people involved. Yeah, you won't get that kind of reporting anywhere else. Oh hell no. 
Hell no, you're not getting that on WTF. I'm excited because like you said, you know, yeah, this is like a hopefully a funny podcast that people listen to and have a laugh. But we're also, you know, now we're going to be the ones really nailing the coverage of the Lunenburg, Nova Scotia election. And, you yeah. know, I really think that could broaden our listenership and, you know, kind of bring in a more sophisticated listener who who think, yeah, sure, I like to I like to have a few laughs, but also really wonder how that how that election is going right now. And next time we hear from Bryn, I, I'm going to shoot him a message. I, I'd love to hear more about this uh this sort of vicious blog written by blog post written by the guy from the hat store. I mean, <laughs> the fact there's a hat store in a city of maybe 2000 people is interesting because that is uh, interesting. Yeah. Cause yeah. there's a hat store in Toronto. I walk by and I think I go, yeah. how is that still there? Yes. And Toronto has like 5 million people or something. Is that lids or bonnets yes, or lids. something? Yeah. No, 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 no. There, I think lids is like a a baseball cap store, but there's another one downtown that's like a a fedora store. I forget what <laughs> it's called or College Street. I don't know. I'd also like to know uh, to get to the bottom of why this one candidate is uh, his nickname is Mustard. Mm. I'm trying to think why you'd be named that in high school, and I've got some pretty disturbing ideas floating around in my brain. Yeah, I mean, I guess the most obvious guess is he spilled mustard on himself at yeah. least once. You'd like to hope many times for that a nickname like that to stick. And or I guess other more Scotia. disturbing uh, yeah. potentialities. Also, I'm also curious about the conspiracy about the guy's house burning down on Christmas Day. <laughs> like, it's almost is like that... he's reverse Santa. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> or is it sort of an allusion to the occult? Like... You know, like if oh. you're a Satanist, you, you you burn down your house on Christmas Day? I don't know. He's like, I don't believe in God. You burn your own <laughs> house down on your, your island? I think of your Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then after you're like, oh, sh- oh crap. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all my, all my things. Oh. <laughs> but uh, yes, uh, looking forward to more updates from Bryn. I believe the election, uh, I think he told me it's at the end of September, so we'll have at least a couple more weeks of uh, hot goss from Bryn. I know. I I hope we're going to be able to cram all the info in. Yes. And um, it could be a Netflix miniseries, actually. It's it's so so exciting. You've got people throwing feces. You've got (laughs) mysterious nicknames. You've got a hat store. All the elements. Yeah, all the elements, all the elements of of um, of drama and intrigue. Um, so what else were we going to touch on here, Mike? Um, we, well, we were going to get into politics, I believe. Correct? Yes. Um. So, um, usually the, we like to keep the show light. Uh, it's very funny. It's often hilarious, uh, silly and stuff. But we feel and twisted. That it is- well, that's twisted. That's your yeah. department. My part is twisted. Yours is maybe yeah. amusing. But we're um we do feel it's our responsibility to occasionally talk about serious things, uh the world of politics, for instance. And last week we had part 1 of maybe 4 or 5 of a uh of a political report from our good friend Bryn Potty. Uh he sent us some audio from Lunenburg, Nova Scotia on the east coast of Canada because Lunenburg is uh, gearing up to have a mayoral election. And the race is on. It sounds very contentious. Sounds very like there's a lot of stuff happening, a lot of moving pieces, and he's trying to give us the highlights and and tell us what it all means. Absolutely. And, um, I mean, this election's big. It's going to affect everybody, and it's going to... 
send shockwaves around probably the entire world. So we're really pumped to have Bryn as a special correspondent uh, really breaking down the story for us. So right now we're going to play Bryn's second report from Lunenburg, Nova Scotia. Hello, James and Michael. Hello, listeners. It's Bryn Potty again with another Lunenburg election update on the race for mayor between John McGee and Matt Risser. Uh, just to follow up on some of your questions from last time, uh, as far as the lady who runs the hat store's blog post was concerned, she uh, she runs a hat store called Hat Junkie in town, and uh, she went off about how Mayor Rachel Bailey was anti-small business a couple years ago because of some kind of parking regulation. But yeah, if your hat store is having a hard time in a town this size, you know, maybe it's not the mayor's fault. Also, regarding the uh, conspiracy with the guy whose house burned down on Christmas Day. Um, Lunenburg is somewhat of a conspiratorial town, you know? Um, Both times someone broke into the subway here, it was an inside job. And um, there is a history of unexplained fires on holidays here. You know, the uh, church burned down on Halloween, and nobody ever snitched on whoever did that. Um, The mini-mart burned down on Christmas Eve a couple years after that, and then now this guy's house burned down on Christmas Day. And uh, when the church burned down on Halloween, this actually ties into Matt Risser's political career because he was the high school student council president and the news interviewed him about it. And um, I think that's when he got, you know, a taste for politics. And it was also used as an example of why I wouldn't be allowed to run for uh, high school student council. The principal said, uh, we can't have you on the news, so you're not allowed. Um, anyway, I have not figured out why Matt Risser's nickname is Mustard. People in town don't really want to talk to me about it because, you know, they do like him and they're afraid that I'm going to be mean. Uh, which is fair enough because a lot of Ludenberg nicknames are kind of mean. Uh, there was a guy that we used to call Low Tide. Um, and then there was a guy that we called Chapters because he had admitted to jerking off in a Chapters one time. And uh, the nickname Chapters followed that guy to college. So as far as the race right now is concerned, uh, it's a real David and Goliath battle ahead for Matt, I think. Uh, I'm seeing a lot, some Matt Rister signs, but some giant John McGee signs, some with his picture on them. Uh, and at the stop sign on your way out to the gas station, he's got three signs in a row that like detail why he's a good candidate. He's like innovative, etc., etc. I have not been stopped there long enough to read it all yet, uh, but I will. And then I'll get back to you. And that's pretty much the state of the race. If you've got any more questions, I'd be happy to field them. Uh, this has been Bryn Potty reporting from Lunenburg. Thank you, Bryn. That was uh, phenomenal. I can see a, uh, a, a Pulitzer Prize in your future for journalism. Yes. Or is there a podcast award for uh, politics or covering s- small-town Nova Scotia elections, I wonder? Well, there should be. There should be. Um, yes, great job, Bryn, and thank you for clarification uh, on a number of nuggets he had he had mentioned in the first report. Um, yes. It's good to it's good to learn about mustard, and uh, very interesting to learn about uh, chapters. That guy <laughs> sounds really cool. You don't expect that kind of thing to happen on the East Coast, you know? A man jerking off in a chapters, and if you're not if you're not familiar with chapters as a uh, as a store, uh, it's a it's a Barnes and Noble chain. of Canada. Yes, 
Imagine what would drive a man to, to masturbate in a bookstore. It's I know. I wonder what he was looking at. I mean, that would be a nice uh, bit of info to get for Bryn. He probably doesn't know. But I wonder what Chapters was looking at while he was jerking off. Hmm. Maybe a fantasy novel. Like, the, the covers of a lot of those fantasy novels yep. have some pretty hot babes on them. Um, yeah. Or maybe Chapters is sensitive. Maybe it was like chicken soup for the soul. And he just, he couldn't help himself. <laughs> this is really helping me. Yeah. Um, also, hearing the name of the uh, the hat store, this, this very, this prominent hat store in a town of 2,000 people, um, it's called Hat Junkie. And you hear the word junkie, and of course, your mind starts making associations. And I'm thinking of like, oh, imagine... Someone who is a hat junkie out there on the east coast of Canada, you know? Um, someone who's, like, spending all their money on new headwear all the time, ruining their relationships and their family and their career. <laughs> it just it, it calls to mind just this seedy world of someone who's addicted to hats, you know? Yeah. This guy's out behind a KFC sucking dick for hats. <laughs> you know, it happens. Listen. You know people are hat guys or not hat guys, right? Yeah. Yes. And if you're a hat guy, you got to have a hat. And if you're broke, you got to find a way to get a hat by any means necessary. Absolutely. You know? You know uh, hat guys, right? It's usually guys who are balding. Not always. But they have a lot always. of hats. Yeah. But yeah, it's quite a stark picture. Um, also... I want to hear more and more and more about these unexplained uh, holiday fires. The, I, the idea of a church, you know, which is a place of worship. It's the house of God, to be frank. The idea of a church burning down on Halloween, that reminds me of like a, uh, a, a Clive Barker horror movie or a Stephen King story. D- do you know what I mean? I mean, look... I'm a lot, like I brought up before, I'm kind of the the twisted voice on the podcast, so to me, that actually sounds kind of fucking cool, but mm. I get to you, that's scary, because you're, you know, like a Catholic good boy. To me, it's like funny. You think it's funny when a church burns down on Halloween? All right. Dude, I'm just that messed up. Yeah, I do think it's funny. I'd probably laugh. If I was at that fucking fire, I probably would have laughed my ass off. You'd be going, oh no, what can I do? How do I put out the fire? I'd be going, can I set it even more? You wouldn't say that. Imagine if the priest was, you know, trying to like s- s- save whatever he could from inside, like a some Bibles and maybe, uh, I don't know, holy water or hosts. You would just laugh at him? Hell yeah. You know what I'd be doing? I'd make a quick trip down to Party City, the Halloween store. I'd buy red face paint. I'd cover my face in red like a devil. And I'd run up and be like, I set this. <laughs> and just to freak huh? the guy out. I'm tw- Mike, you're doing a podcast with a guy who is f- effed up. Okay? Like that, All right. How do you not know this about me? Of I mean, I, know, I do know reaction. that. I just, I stupidly keep imagining you're going to change. We're modern. Um, we're the odd couple for the 2020s. Okay. Yes. But it's not like I'm messy. You're neat. It's like, I am totally effed up. I watch porn all the time. I'm on drugs <laughs> and I hate God. And you're an uptight Catholic loser. So this is our dynamic, dude. I guess it is a lot like a modern odd couple. Yeah. It's odd couple um, for the Twitter, Twitch, TikTok generation. Hi, I'm Mike, and I'm James, and we're the odd couple for the TikTok generation. <laughs> um, well, Bryn, I just got to say once more, thank you for your report. The town you grew up in, it sounds, I, I said it last week, but it would make perfect 
sense for this town to be on like a Netflix thriller show. It just sounds so messed up. So many crazy things are happening. Imagine an episode where we see the interior life of of the character Chapters and uh, what led him to, uh, you know, whip it out and go to town on himself in a bookstore. I'd watch. Absolutely. Yeah, I could see it as a David Fincher vehicle Mm -hmm. or something, you know, be very interesting. Yes. Yes. Oh, well, yes. Thank you very much. And uh, great job, Brent. Follow Brent on Twitter at Brintendo64 for more updates. Please do. If you've uh, been listening to the podcast recently, you know, um, we've been um, really, really following a big election coming up. We're obviously talking about the Lunenburg, Nova Scotia mayoral election. And uh, we have a correspondent out there, Bryn Potty who has been filing reports for us to share with you. Um, and they've been very interesting so far. Wouldn't you agree, Mike? Uh, some of the best reporting I've ever heard. And I got to hand it to Bryn. You know, being a reporter in politics these days mm. uh, can't be easy. And we absolutely 100% appreciate Bryn putting his, you know, li- literally his life on the line to to get the story that you won't hear anywhere else. And so uh, if you if you like what you're hearing, send Bryn... Uh, a thank you, and uh, let him know that you, you, you like his work. Absolutely. Um, so why don't we let uh, Bryn check in with us here and uh, hear his latest report. Hello, James and Michael. Hello, listeners. Uh, this is Bryn Potty again with another update on the Lunenburg mayoral election between Matt Risser and John McGee. So my perception of the race has been completely turned on its head this week. Uh, I had assumed because of the more expensive looking signs that John McGee has that he was a shoe in, but I put in some shoe leather and I went to the farmer's market this week where both John and Matt were doing kind of meet and greets and Matt was talking and laughing with people, but uh, John McGee was just kind of standing by himself with his hands in his pockets and it was not a good look. So I thought I'd really look into John McGee because outside of being town crier, what do we really know about him? So one of his signs details the most important things about him. And it says experienced 12 years on council, three years, deputy mayor, lifetime of service, 40 years, successful business. And as for his 12 years on council and three years, deputy mayor, That just ties him to disgraced current mayor and hat junkie enemy number one, Rachel Bailey, and all the bad things about her, like how the waste treatment plan is just an empty building and a conspiracy, and her underwhelming response to the time that a horse got scared and kicked in the window of Subway. And then the second half of this sign says, Innovative. Founded Lunenburg Youth Club. So a bit of backstory on Lunenburg Youth Club. Um, After the church burned down, which James thought was so funny, which, by the way, cost millions of dollars to restore, the United Nations recognizes it as one of Canada's heritage sites, but whatever, real funny, James. Anyway, after it burned down on Halloween, uh, this guy founded this Lunenburg Youth Club so that teens would have a place to go instead of setting buildings on fire. But, like, he kind of underestimated that, you know, the kids who were setting buildings on fire weren't the same kids who were going to go to a movie night at an old KFC. So yeah, not one of his most successful businesses. Then the sign says, uh, started Rotary Club. And my mom said, if he didn't do it, some other rich guy would have. And then it says, organized first Christmas dinner. 
which is, uh, in my opinion, something that I don't know he deserves credit for. Uh, I'm pretty sure Christmas dinners have been going on for like 2,000 years, but whatever. And then finally, his last point is just others. Not sure why you'd bother to print that. Anyway, that's where John McGee is in this election. Uh, Next week, I'll do a full report on Matt Risser, including the very anticlimactic reason why he's nicknamed Mustard. This has been Bryn Potty reporting for Lunenburg. After hearing that, I am literally speechless. Yeah, me too. Me too. Oh, shit. Sorry. Who will win? Who will win the election? That's my question, you know? Oh, it's coming God. down to the wire, and uh, it's it's frightening to think about the... the, uh, the I, I hope there's not, you know, violence in Lunenburg over uh, over this election, because uh, it's, it's high stakes. Yeah. Um, great job, Bryn, and uh, follow Bryn uh, on Twitter at Brintendo64, which is a great Twitter name. Yes. Play on Nintendo64. <laughs> so, Mike, um, before we get to our guest, we, we do have uh, one more uh, little report to, to play for the listeners here. We certainly do. Um, for the past few weeks, our... Uh, former guest and good friend of the show and ace reporter Bryn Potty has been uh, he's been on the ground in Lunenburg, Nova Scotia, out there on the east coast of Canada, uh, mm. because there is a mayoral election happening on October seventeenth. It's John Risser versus John McGee, and you know when you think of a small town like Lunenburg, you probably would have thought you know oh snooze fest, nothing much is going on, but you would be wrong. That's right. That's right. Uh, and thanks to Bryn's amazing reporting over the last few episodes, uh, we know that what's happening in Lunenburg is absolutely insane. You know, we're talking burning churches. We're talking wild horses kicking in fast food restaurant windows. We're talking uh, men masturbating in chapters bookstores, <laughs> which that, Bryn got into. When Bryn told us the story of the man masturbating in a chapter's uh, getting a nickname, that uh, I felt like my blood turned to ice. You know, I feel like like the way we promo that is is you know when you you're on a web page and there's like this will you know when you find out what uh, you know uh, Cindy Crawford looks like now it'll blow you away. Well, <laughs> when you find out what the guy who got caught masturbating in chapter's nickname is, it will blow you away, folks. Truly, it's uh, and this is also material you won't hear anywhere else. We have this exclusive beat on uh, the Lunenburg mayoral race. And uh, I guess without any further ado, let's roll Bryn's latest report. Hello again, James and Michael. Hello again, listeners. It's Bryn Potty here again with another update on the race for Lunenburg mayor between John McGee and Matt Risser. Because last week I did a profile on John McGee, it's only fair that this week I do one on Matt Risser, and in all honesty, I've been dreading having to do this one, because uh, he is the most boring man I have ever met, and I don't know how I'm going to make this interesting. I tried to make it seem interesting by teasing that his nickname was Mustard, and then when I found out why he wore a yellow coat, it just highlighted what a dull man he is. So his basic bio is, everybody thinks he's so smart, and uh, he moved away for school, and I think he got kind of disillusioned out in Ontario, um, and then moved home. So he kind of, you know, did what I'm doing before it was cool, 
And uh, he's just kind of lived with his parents and not had a job except for the part-time job of being a town councilman for the past three years. Um, but before that, I don't think he did anything. And um, so that's kind of the double-edged sword that is Matt Risser. Like, on the one hand, he doesn't have any practical job experience at all. But on the other hand, he's got nothing else going on other than being the mayor. So he's going to do a good job. Unless he loses, uh, in which case, I don't think he'll have anything in the world. Another thing he's got going for him is John McGee's lived here 25 years, but he was born here. But a point against him, according to my brother, he does not wipe down the equipment at the gym when he's done with it. And then as far as what his policies and stuff are, uh, he did give me a brochure that I have not read. It is just honestly too boring to get into. That's the state of the race this week. I'll be back next time with uh, some answers about why the horse kicked in the subway window. Back to you, James and Michael. There we go. Bryn, thank you so much for your continued great work out there in Nova Scotia. Bryn, the next time I see you, I swear to God, uh, we're going to socially distance, but I'm buying you a lobster supper and all of the uh, Alexander Keith's beers you want. For the past uh, month or so, I guess, uh, we've been lucky enough to have an East Coast correspondent joining us from Lunenburg, Nova Scotia, uh, which is a, is it a town, a village? Um, I've been there. It's, it's a, I would say it's a town. Okay. And they're having a mayoral election coming up, I believe, uh, mid-month. Mid and Bryn is on the ground. He's giving us information about the campaigns and the candidates that you will not hear anywhere else. That's right. Yeah. If you've missed the last, you know, few episodes, really recommend you go back. Um, Bryn Potty has been filing reports for us about this election um, the last few weeks. And uh, they've been really great. It's quite a story. It's quite a tale. What's going on, going on out there in Lunenburg? Yeah. Um, and he's filed yet another report for us. The election must be coming up soon. It must be in the next week or two. I think it is. I think yeah. Next, so uh, so yeah. we're coming down to the wire here. So um, why don't we hear uh, this latest report on the Lunenburg election from our friend Bryn Potty? Hello, James and Michael. Hello, listeners. It's Bryn Potty here again with another update on the race for mayor of Lunenburg between Councilman Matt Risser and town crier John McGee. Now, I don't want to make myself the center of the story, but uh, Councilman Risser was over at the house dropping off a lawn sign, and then he did wind up having a couple blue lobsters in the backyard with me. Um, and I asked him the tough questions. I asked him, uh, don't you think there's too many deer in town? And he agreed that there were too many deer. And then I asked if he was elected mayor, would he finally appoint a female town crier of Lunenburg? And uh, he was a real politician about it. He said that he thinks that's a great idea. But if he wins, his opponent in the election, John McGee, would still technically be town crier. And it would be an abuse of mayoral power to strip him of the criership. Now, speaking of town crier John McGee, he got a huge endorsement on Facebook this week. I'm not going to name any names, but it's from a guy who owns a store in town and used to be a town councilman until he got voted out because everyone knew he stole a bunch of money from the golf course. Anyway, but this guy and his dad are both John McGee supporters, apparently. Although I think it's just jealousy because Matt Risser did take his seat after getting voted out because of the golf course thing. But he's running again and he may get in because Lunenburg is a very forgiving town. I mean, his business didn't really suffer after the uh, money-stealing incident, 
And uh, there's a contractor in town who uh, got fired from that uh, Oak Island reality show because he was stealing gas from production vehicles, and his business is still doing fine. And then another big forgiveness thing here is uh, my elementary school principal got busted for possession of child pornography a couple years ago, and he's still a member of the curling club. Although, according to my sources, he always gets picked last. This has been Bryn Potty reporting from Lunenburg. And thank you, Bryn, for another work, Bryn. amazing report. You know, this is the kind of stuff you won't hear uh, anywhere else. Some some real wild details he's revealing here. Yeah. Um, now, first of all, sort just, of disturbing. The, the most shocking thing I think I took away from this, or two things, is that Lunenburg has never had a female town crier. And to hear that that is the case in 2020 is shameful. Yeah, I guess why should a town crier... Why does it have to be a man? I could see a woman doing the hear ye, hear ye. But yeah. I, you know, I have to say the, I mean, this isn't saying it's right, but when you imagine a town crier, you do kind of imagine a heavy set, 50 year old, hard drinking, <laughs> uh, divorced man. Am I wrong? With a, with a big red nose. Yes. And, and you know, cheeks. he doesn't have a lot going on and you know, he lives and, alone. And he spends money on his own sort of old-fashioned outfit and bell. <laughs> yep. And, you know, he might smell like cigarettes and maybe coffee <laughs> and maybe alcohol. This is just my, my how I imagine a, 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 tw- a town crier in the year 2020. You huh. see him at the coffee, the local coffee shop alone all the time. But that said, just because that's how we have always imagined town criers, right. um, yeah. you know, there may... There, why couldn't there be... A bachelorette who who is in her fifties who yeah you know doesn't have a lot going on or a young very accomplished woman who's graduated from one of Canada's top schools who dresses you know fashionably maybe she wears a, a Stella McCartney or a, a Gucci or something and uh-huh. she totally reimagines the job of town crier you know I like instead that. of you know what this is a CBC show. Yeah. A young professional woman moves to rural, the, the Maritimes, to a rural yeah. village and becomes their first female town crier and totally shatters the preconceived ideas we have of town crier. We ain't never had a U of T graduate as a town crier before. <laughs> uh, the and last first- town crier spent a, uh, a weekend in jail for drinking and driving. I don't know if the new town crier is going to keep that up. I don't like it. <laughs> um, uh. Yeah. It's like, you know, one of the town crier's most important jobs is to distribute cigarettes to the school kids. <laughs> and she's like, this is not right. Yeah. And uh, the town thinks she's a little bit uptight at, at first. Yeah. And she is uptight. And yeah. then she, she learns to relax a bit and she learns to love the people and the ocean and mm. then they all sort of everyone they all get along in the end our last town crier had gout the new one seems like she thinks she's too good for gout <laughs> ain't never seen a town crier use an ipad before <laughs> <laughs> yeah her first town crier session she's like oh, okay i'm just gonna pull out my ipad and like looks up what reads what to say off her iPad, and it's yeah, huge scandal for old Mrs. Uh, Mc- <laughs> McCutcheon or whatever who was watching by. <laughs> oh God! 
there's a lot, you know, it could go so many ways. You know, it's- we're joking, but I actually believe if we pitched this, we would, would we, we'd get in a room with someone. Oh, absolutely. The CBC or whatever, <laughs> any Canadian network will put on any old garbage set on the East Coast. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's true. If, yeah, if American TV was like Canadian TV, there would be no shows set in New York. The Daily Show would be in, uh, you know... Idaho. Idaho. And Saturday Night Live would be uh, in, you know, Billings, Montana. (laughs) And there would be no shows in New York or L.A. Right. That's how we do it here in Canada. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'd like to also say the the second shocking thing from Bryn's report is that... Former elementary school principal was busted for uh, possession of child <laughs> pornography. That was a bit of an eyebrow raiser. Yep, absolutely. Because when I think back to my uh, ch- childhood principals, none of the, none of them went that way. And um, and the fact that he, you know, if that happened to most people, they would hide away from society forever. They wouldn't still be part of the local curling team. So yes, I agree. I'm. I was. I was a little surprised. Yeah. Um, this ain't your daddy's principal charge with child <laughs> pornography possession. This ain't your daddy's vice principal who was busted with <laughs> child pornography. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I mean, boy, I don't know if I'd feel great about having a convicted pedophile on my curling team. You're not wrong. I don't know. Maybe I'm, old, I'm a Toronto guy. You know, I don't know how they do it out there. Maybe they have to change the rule on the curling team where it's like, uh, because he's on the team, no more kids allowed to play on the team. Only uh, only full-grown men and women. Yeah. He must be good. He must be good yeah. at curling. That's the only... Here's another CBC show. It's like, the curling team, we don't have quite <laughs> enough members to make up a full team to participate uh, in, in the tournament. We'll, we'll take anyone we can get. And then yeah. the door opens, and it's the local uh, child pornographer. <laughs> and they're like, oh, it doesn't say anywhere in the rule book we can't hire a child pornographer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. This, um, like, a local curling team makes it all the way to the Briar <laughs> Finals, the Briar Cup, or whatever it's called. A Tournament of Hearts. Isn't that what it's the, called? Yeah, or? that's the women's uh, curling. Oh, Okay. <laughs> But yeah, there's drama because they have a member who's amazing. He he's he, you know he's the best sweeper I've ever seen. Hard, yeah. And uh, but yeah, he's got a, sh- a shady past. Mm. Imagine a scene where like the the rest of the curling team were like, "Hey, new rule for the new guy: you're not allowed to bring your laptop to rehear- to to practice <laughs> or to games." <laughs> <laughs> new rule. On uh, team trips, Net Nanny will be installed on all the laptops. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, he hates the Net Nanny. Oh, he's ruining me fun. <laughs> um, I'm, I've looked up an article about, uh, I think, this uh, East Coast principal who was charged with child pornography. And does this seem uh, like a um, an eye-raising sentence he got he was uh he pleaded guilty to possession of child pornography and he was sentenced to 60 days in jail to be served on weekends <laughs> that seems like the kind of sentence you'd get if you like oh you um 
you uh, you got caught. I don't know, peeing in uh, in the town square, or like you. Yeah, uh, or you, you were a little over the limit, and you didn't hurt anybody, but you drove drunk uh, a little over the limit, or something. This is some Andy Griffith show type <laughs> sentencing here. It's like, oh, you know, serve your time when you can. We know you're busy. You got a job after all. You've got to be in charge of all those kids. <laughs> Yeah, we don't want to put you out. We don't want to hurt, you know, make it hard for you to do your job. So just when you have a moment, drop by, spend a, have a cup of tea in jail for an hour or two, and then you'll go off. <laughs> we'll have to, we'll have some local boys and girls bring you some <laughs> snacks in jail. Uh, yeah. Man. <clears throat> so Bryn Potty, at Brintendo64 on Twitter. Hilarious, uh, hilarious yes. guy. Great reports. I hope people are enjoying these. I'm loving them. I'm loving them. They're fun. Listeners, if you've been uh, tuning in for the past month or so, you'll know that every week we've been having a special report sent in um, from the east coast of Canada, from Lunenburg, Nova Scotia, from our friend of the show, Bryn Potty, because uh, it just so happens that Lunenburg is having a mayoral election, and voting is this Saturday, October 17th. It's all happening uh, this this weekend, absolutely. And I bet the fuck the people over at this hour has twenty two minutes are shaking in their fucking boots that yeah. we have been nailing East Coast political coverage, honestly better than them. Yes. And we've got this election covered, and those guys are over there doing their song parodies and you know laughing <laughs> it up. Meanwhile, we're fucking killing it on the East Coast politics thing here this last six weeks or so. Yeah. So you know something to think about. But yes, Bryn Potty has been our reporter out there on the east coast he's done an incredible job and he you know you gotta if you haven't listened you gotta go back uh last few episodes and hear his installments uh you know following this election and uh, he's got a latest installment here shall we shall we play it mike press that play button man happy thanksgiving james and michael happy thanksgiving listeners this is brim potty reporting from lunenburg once again the election is this Saturday, so it's going to be the last time that I speak to you until we know the new mayor of Lunenburg. Uh, it's either going to be Matt Risser or John McGee. I just wanted to give everybody a reminder of the stakes and who the candidates are. Neither candidate, to my mind, has put out a satisfactory plan to deal with the most pressing issue in town, which is that there are way too many deer around here. I'm not even joking. The deer own the night around here. It's scary to go out. There are just too many of them. I asked Matt if he would make it legal to shoot the deer in town. He said no. He thinks it's a sensible policy that you can't shoot guns in town. I have not asked John McGee the same question, but if I see him around this week, I will. So what are the pros and cons of each candidate? Well, John McGee, pro, uh, he's a businessman, and he's got the support of the business community. Uh, he's been on town council for about 12 years, and he is the current town crier. Would being both mayor and town crier be too much power? Well, that's not for me to say. Anyway, cons to John McGee. He was rude to my mom one time, and I think he's from Alberta. As for Matt Risser, pro, he is hypothetically in favor of a female town crier, should he get to a point one. And, but con, he has never had a job or paid rent. Um, so it's really a classic boomer versus millennial election here. 
You've got a well-educated progressive with uh, no job experience who lives at home versus a grouchy old businessman, uh, both locked in heated competition for a part-time job. And we'll know who won next time I speak to you. It's been Brim Potty reporting from Lunenburg. Great report. Great report as always. Really interesting stuff. Very interesting. So you got John McGee, businessman, town crier, but he's been rude to his mom. Rudy Brin's mom, yeah. And Matt Risser, who is hypothetically in favor of a female town crier, which is going to be big with types like you, Mike. Khan has never had a job or paid rent. Wow. Yeah. Now, I'm, I've got to say, if, if Risser really wants to be mayor, he should capitalize on this scandal of uh, John McGee being rude to Brin's mom, because no one likes a politician who's rude to anyone's mom, you know? Especially now that Brin has been working as a special correspondent for this podcast. Yes. Because now Bryn's got a little bit of heat behind him. You know what I mean? Got some clout. Yeah. So I wonder about that. I also can't help but wonder how chapters factors into all this. I feel (laughs) like he's been lost somewhat. If you you missed a couple episodes ago, Bryn brought up how there's a guy in Lunenburg whose nickname is Chapters because he was caught jerking off in a Chapters. Which is which is both entertaining and tragic, and not very. I'll just I'll just come out and say what everyone's thinking. Not a very imaginative nickname, you know. No, wait. Were one of the candidates chapters? No, that was no, just some no. other guy that was mentioned, right? It's yeah. a guy that Bryn I think went to school with. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Who masturbated in a chapters bookstore and then got the nickname chapters. Did, when most people think of Lunenburg, they think of you know lobsters and fish and. Uh, seagulls that i didn't i've never thought of deer did you know that uh, deer were on the loose and causing havoc in lunenburg no idea absolutely had no idea i wonder if it's like um raccoons here in toronto where you can't leave your garbage outside because a damn raccoon will get into it i wonder in lunenburg if you leave you know you, you know you leave leave your laptop outside and you poke your head out a few minutes later oh god our our deers run off of my fucking laptop and, he, and he, uh, he ordered a bunch of, of movies and used my credit card. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that'd be a great excuse if you lived in Lunenburg. Oh, honey, I, I, I didn't subscribe to all these OnlyFans accounts. A, fuck, a deer came in and did it. Honey, you got to believe me. I'd never look at that kind of stuff on the internet. It's the damn deer. <laughs> uh. The deer made me have sex with those people. <laughs> Don't you see? Oh, boy. I, I don't envy uh, Bryn for having to live amongst that kind of uh, danger. Now, so that as said, hey, he's in the con- you know, he's in the countryside. He's looking at the ocean. Not bad mm-hmm. to be quarantined there. I mean, hey, yeah. you know, compared to us city folk. Anyway, no. carry on. Um, yeah. But as we mentioned before, voting uh, takes place this Saturday. Uh, everyone in Lunenburg, please be safe. Get please- out and vote. Lunenburg, <laughs> clapping emojis implied there. Just vote, Lunenburg. Just vote. No, sir, I don't <laughs> see your name here on the voters registration uh, list. Uh, what did you say your name again was? <laughs> what what's noise that a deer makes? What's the noise that a deer makes? <laughs> I don't know. That was a yeah, deer. Just, that was a, I'm that was imagining a, sheep. a like a far side cartoon where a yes. deer is trying to register to vote. Oh, Farside would have a field day with the Lunenburg election. Yeah.
If you've been listening to the pod mess for the past few weeks, you know that we have had extensive coverage of the Lunenburg mayoral election in the town of Lunenburg, Nova Scotia, on the east coast of Canada. And our Nova Scotia correspondent, Bryn Potty, has been providing us updates every week on this election. And um, so the election was held this past weekend. So we thought we'd bring Bryn Potty in to speak with us. Hi, Bryn. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys? We're good. I'm so, uh, I'm just yeah. catching up on sleep since I, I was I basically was up the entire weekend, you know, waiting for the returns to come in from Lunenburg and there's a bit of a time difference. And by the time I got to sleep, it was basically Sunday, almost Sunday afternoon. So yeah, um, Mike's been in a tizzy uh, for the last several days. Um, yeah. I think you vomited several times, Michael. At least. Yeah. Well, why don't we why don't we reveal here the winner? So Mike, maybe maybe we can insert a drum roll or something kind mm-hmm. of fun in the anticipation. Sure. Absolutely. And then Bryn, when you're ready, let us know the winner of the of the election. This is a big moment. Guys, the winner and soon to be mayor of Lunenburg is Matt Risser. And um if we dig into the data here a little bit, uh he won in a landslide of nine hundred and fifty-five votes. Versus 268 votes for John McGee. Wow. And voter participation was at 64%. So Woo! a lot of people turned out. A lot of people turned out. Mustard did it! The people have spoken. Yeah, have- Mustard! Yeah. <laughs> We've got Mayor we Mustard. It, Woo! Yes! As someone who, as someone who uh, lives with his parents in Lunenburg, I feel like finally my voice is being heard. That uh, this mayor who lives with his parents in Ludenburg and does not have a job uh, will be the mayor of town. Wow. Um, yes. I had, I'm going to be honest with you, Brent. I had money riding on this and I put down a pretty penny on mustard and uh, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. Now, I mean, there were there were good signs like his his signs were all over town. He had good buzz. And uh, John, you know, he um, just wasn't a personable guy. And and no, if I remember correctly, like McGee is the guy who his origins are a little unclear. There's a rumor that he's maybe not even an East Coaster. Maybe he's from Alberta originally. I've heard that he's from Alberta. Yeah. He was asked on a radio interview <laughs> where he's from, and he refused to answer. That's a bad <laughs> sign when, you know, just before an election, when you're not answering a simple question like that. Yeah. That's a little bit suspicious. It's not like, you know, what exactly would you do with the budget or, you know, some complicated thing? It's like, where are you from? Uh, this interview's uh, over. We'll get to that when I'm mayor. <laughs> so that's quite a, yeah. a decisive uh, victory for Mr. Risser. And I, I did see, finally, I saw a picture of him in uh, some on some East Coast news site called like Saltwater News or something. <laughs> yeah, salt wire, yep. And uh, <laughs> he's got a nice, big, healthy beard, and he's wearing a co- sort of corduroy blazer. He looks very healthy. He looks like almost like a lumberjack who's not averse to, you know, uh, to working in an office. Yeah, he, <laughs> he looks like a craft beer enthusiast, we'll say. He looks like... <laughs> Like he, if if you said that that guy lives at home, no one would be like, no, no. <laughs> now, now that he's won, though, is there like a 
a mayor's mansion in Lunenburg or a boat <laughs> where he gets to live in? Or no, I I think that he may be the mayor of town, but I think he's he's still not the mayor of uh, the Risser household. <laughs> wow, young man, as long as you live under this roof, you do what I say. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. God damn it, Dad! I'm the mayor for Christ's sake. <laughs> that's a good. Uh, that's a good show. If he had a, if he had a fight with his parents, he could be like, you know what, Dad? You're not going to let me use the car. Fine, I'm raising property taxes on this one little area. Okay, I'm passing bylaw eight four two B, which clearly states that Dad sucks. <laughs> <laughs> if they kicked him out, he wouldn't be able to be mayor anymore because he wouldn't live here. Right. <laughs> well, we all know rent in rural Nova Scotia is is really <laughs> difficult right now, so it's probably hard to. <laughs> you know what? Because there are not to be not to take this no, in no, serious I, direction, but because there are are no COVID cases out here, there's something of a um, a real estate boom where everyone in North America is buying stuff up here. So it is actually pretty expensive. So people, sorry, I, th- I think there was a bit of a, a, a lag there, but yeah, people are are just snapping up properties uh, around Lunenburg because it's it's clean. Well, you know yeah. what, Mike? We joke about the East Coast, but it's lovely. Mm-hmm. I would live out there right now. I don't have any negative feel. Well, okay, That's not- <laughs> <laughs> I've got very seriously negative feelings about the things that are happening out here in yes. certain areas. Uh, right. And the disputes that I feel like are really awful. Um, and mm. uh, but other than the, other than the awful, awful ugliness of that situation, yeah, it's pretty nice. Nice. <laughs> well, I I think that I hope that someone out there, you know, uh, Nova Scotia is full of uh, musicians, songwriters, and poets. I hope someone writes a nice sort of uh, sea shanty type song to commemorate Matt Risser's electoral victory. <laughs> mm. Like the Blue Nose song. Like the Blue Nose song? Blue Nose, the ocean knows her name. Or like Barry's Privateer. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Brent, um, I got to ask you have you spoken with Matt Risser or, or uh, the other guy since, since the election? I haven't spoken with uh, John McGee, but I did see Matt Risser on the way to um, the post office this morning. <laughs> and uh he was he was looking pretty happy with himself um he said he said we did pretty good didn't we uh and said uh he thanked me for putting up a lawn sign wow <laughs> if you nice. see mcgee please give him a hug I- i'm worried for the fella because he he really like didn't do well in the election i'm worried he's gonna do something rash you know he's still he's still the crier Mm. Well, quite literally now, because he's crying at home alone because he lost an election. <laughs> I'm sure he's ringing a bell while uh, sobbing. <laughs> Imagine losing an election. Ooh, ding, ding, ding. Oh, hear ye. I lost an election to a kid who lives at home. <laughs> yeah. It's probably Brent, is it common for you to run into, like, Matt Risser or, or one of the mayoral candidates? I would say most times when I walk down to the post office or library, uh, anytime that I'm walking through town that I'll run into one of the two of them, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot different from uh, the way we interact with politicians in a city like Toronto. <laughs> Although once, when Rob Ford, may he rest in peace, when he was actively the mayor of the city, um, during the midst of all of the scandals and the craziness, I did once see him... While I was standing in line at the liquor store, 
in little really? Portugal, and he came in himself. He didn't send in an aide or like a, a handler, and he bought a bottle of like Russian Prince vodka. It's like shitty oh my goodness, vodka. that that comes in like a plastic bottle, right? It comes in a plastic bottle. It's not as high quality as Absolute or Silent Sam or something. And he just stood in line with the common people. Got to hand it hand it to him there. And uh, he was wearing a lot of cologne, and a cyclist did ask him a question about bike lanes, and uh, he bought vodka in front of- He probably said, ah, fuck off, eh? He was like, we're we're looking into it. (laughs) But yeah, uh, he was well known already to have a drinking problem, and that didn't prevent him from (laughs) buying liquor in front of his constituents. So that's good. If if Rob Ford had lived, I bet now he would have been like, like, you know, courtside at Raptor games, like- you know what I mean? Like partying at, with the NBA <laughs> players and stuff like that. And like uh, truly beloved by yeah, um, the party scene. He was somebody who like every so often in Canada, left, right politics, something happens where I'm like, ooh, I don't want to agree with this shitty side. But like Rob Ford was fun. <laughs> he was he was a bad guy, but he was a lot of fun. <laughs> I, felt, I felt bad that I had to dislike him. Yeah. yeah. Same with how we're we're all supposed to like really like the CBC. I'm like, Ugh, I wish that uh, I wish that politically I didn't have to do that. <laughs> well, um, Mike, was was there anything else you wanted to cover with Bryn uh, to uh, to wrap up his amazing coverage on this election? I mean, once again, thank you, Bryn, for your amazing coverage. There, there is one question I would like to put to you, and it's not. Mm-hmm. I guess it's not specifically to do with the election that just happened. But it is to do with something you mentioned in one of your earlier reports. And my question is this. Whatever became of uh, this man called Chapters that you mentioned in an earlier Great report? Question. And do you know what uh, material he was looking at in the Chapters bookstore when he was spotted masturbating? Uh, that's a great question. Um, you know, I don't know what he was looking at. Uh, when you guys asked like what book he was reading or saw that made him need to masturbate that was the first time it occurred to me that he probably was looking at a book in there i had always just (laughs) i had always just assumed that he was like you know there with his parents and they were taking a long time to find books and so he he was kind of slipped off i don't know what uh, (laughs) what became of chapters um my brother is friends with his brother (laughs) <laughs> and um, my dad used to work with his mom, so I could find out. The last I heard, Absolutely. he got beat up pretty bad because he was like mouthing <laughs> off to people in a bar. <laughs> If um, I would absolutely love a bonus follow up on what's up with chapters, that would be super interesting for I think for the listeners. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'll see great. what I can do, but it would be tough to get info on him without it being uh, suspicious. Yeah, <laughs> right. I can imagine. Fair yeah. Um, well, Bryn, thank you. Uh, I mean, your coverage was exemplary. If you haven't uh, followed uh, Bryn's election story, definitely go back the last few episodes and mm-hmm. uh, check out Bryn's reports. And um, Bryn, where can we follow you on Twitter and everything so we can get more Bryn? Uh, yeah, just you can follow me on Twitter at uh, BrynTendo64, and then you can check out my website at uh, BrynPotty.com. All right, we'll put a link in the uh, episode show notes. And thank you so much, Bryn. Stay safe. And uh, we look forward to uh, seeing more of you on the show in the future. And I look forward to seeing you guys again in person someday. Yes.